The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, dismiss the crowd so they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodgings and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, give them some food yourselves. They replied, five loaves and two fish are all we have. Unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 They did so and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, They filled 12 wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. What a great weekend to celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi. So 11 years ago, it was the year of the Eucharist. Easter fell early like it did this year. I was ordained to the priesthood on this weekend and my first mass was the Feast of Corpus Christi the Feast of the Eucharist. And this year we had the same thing. We had ordinations to the diaconate on Friday, priesthood on Saturday, and today we celebrate the Feast of the Eucharist. And this feast day is a time for all of us to reflect on what does the Eucharist mean? What is the significance of the Eucharist? Because in answering that question, a lot of people in the church, a lot of people in our society, they have different answers to that question. The standard catechism answer of the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And in the Eucharist, we have the true presence of 
Jesus Christ. In our sacramental lives and our sacramental development as we grew up in the church, most of us who are Catholic our whole life received the Eucharist for the first time in about second grade. Later on, we received confirmation. And it was Pope Pius X who moved the reception of the Eucharist down to the age of seven. It used to be older. But he moved it down to the age of seven because he wanted to emphasize the importance of receiving our Lord's body, blood, soul, and divinity in our lives. And so as soon as we're able to discern the body and blood, we're able to receive him. But when he did so, it moved the sacraments out of order. And sometimes we forget that. The Eucharist is the culmination of the sacraments of initiation. If you're an adult and you come into the church, you're first baptized, then confirmed, then you receive the Eucharist. Second Vatican Council taught that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of the Christian life. It's what we are striving for. Because when we receive communion, it's a symbol of our union with Christ. It is truly union with Christ, but it points to that ultimate union with Christ. And sometimes we forget about that. Because today, when talking about receiving communion, lots of people think about receiving communion as a symbol of whether I'm in or I'm out. Am I in or am I out? Father, I have to go to confession so I can go to communion. I missed Mass last Sunday so I can't go to communion. Now I go to confession. Now I can go to communion. And we can almost treat it sort of like a vending machine or just sort of like uh, something we forget the significance of. St. Thomas Aquinas says, with regard to receiving communion, he says, some people receive sacramentally, but not spiritually. Like, in other words, there are some of us who are really enslaved to sin, we're caught up in sin, we don't really know Jesus, but we receive communion on Sunday because externally we're kind of, we're in a good place. I've been that person. But I wasn't really in union with Jesus. He says some people receive spiritually but not sacramentally. That there are people who definitely are in union with Jesus, but they don't receive communion. These might be people who are undergoing a conversion process. They're really following the will of God in their lives every day, but they're not yet at that point in the sacraments of initiation where they yet receive our Lord. And then some people receive both sacramentally and spiritually. Right? That's the goal. That's what we strive for to have authentic conversion, to live a life of holiness. And so when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist, it 
sort of solidifies the relationship that's already there. Solidifies the relationship that's already there. It's kind of like other signs of affection, like when you give somebody a hug. Anybody ever seen a distant relative and you kind of can't stand them, but you give them a hug anyways? Right? It's not really a true symbol of the union between you. And the goal is conversion of our hearts. So that as we receive communion, it is definitively something that is the source and summit of our joy, of our love, of our lives. And so what does the Eucharist mean to you? Sometimes we get used to talking about the Eucharist without talking about Jesus. I remember talking to an evangelical Protestant about this and we were at a conference and we were talking about it and uh, he was commenting to me that he couldn't believe that a Catholic priest actually had a relationship with Jesus. And I said, you know, I think a lot of times because we're always sort of defending what makes us different, we talk about the Eucharist more than we talk about Jesus. Like we have the Eucharist. And we don't make the, quite, make the connection that the Eucharist is Jesus. It's like, why are we Catholic? We're Catholic because we have the Eucharist. Which is an answer. It's a good answer. We're Catholic because we're the one true church. It's a good answer. But there's another answer for all of us. And that answer for all of us is that I was once a sinner and Jesus entered into my life and he changed everything. He changed everything. So I'm going to live my life for him. And then I came to realize that when I come to Mass and the Eucharistic prayer is said, this bread becomes that person who entered into my life and changed everything. When I come up and I receive communion, this is the person who changed my life, who now enters into my body. That's enough to blow my mind. It's the person who changed my life. Or St. Paul says, you know, through him all things were made. What does that mean? That means that when I receive communion, this is the person through whom I was made. That the Father decided to create me, created me through the Son, and now the Son has come to be consumed by me. Wow. Do we really discern that? Do we think about that? This is the God who made me. Every time I've ever been trying to clean the house and I got three screaming kids and I'm like, Jesus, help me. This is the Jesus I've been saying, Jesus, help me to. Anytime I've ever been stressed out or didn't know what to do, and I was like, Jesus, help me. This is the Jesus I'm saying, help me to. And he enters into our lives to transform our hearts. Pope Francis in Amoris Laetitia, he quotes himself and he says, 
The Eucharist is not a prize for the perfect, but it's also a medicine of mercy that moves us in conversion, that heals us in conversion. And so receiving communion, it's not a measure of am I perfect or not, am I in, am I out? It's an experience of mercy. So Bartimaeus, the blind man, he's sitting on the road and he yells out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Jesus calls to him, he touches him and he can see. Every time we receive communion, Jesus touches us. He touches our hands or he touches our tongue so that we can see, so that we can be healed. That's the significance of receiving him. It's the significance of receiving him. It's a gesture, it's a great gift, it's a sacrament that reminds us of the union with him that we already experience in our hearts. That's the goal. And so every time we receive communion, it's a time for us to reflect on our own conversion, right? Does my heart match what's going on objectively right now? Receiving communion also symbolizes our submission to our Lord, our entrustment of our life to our Lord. We recognize that we cannot live without him just as we can't live without normal food. It's a time to discern the conversion in our hearts. It really is much more than simply an outward sign that shows whether I'm in the church or not in the church. If we were able to recognize that, we would have much deeper conversations when people ask us, why can't non-Catholics go to communion? You know, the reason is that you're I don't want you to violate your own conscience. If you don't believe everything the Catholic Church teaches, then don't violate your conscience by submitting yourself and receiving our Lord in communion. We'd have much more interesting conversations about why people in a second marriage can't go to communion until they get an annulment. Because the important thing is the conversion of our hearts as we move in that conversion towards this sign that is the fulfillment of that conversion. Because it's a sign of our Lord's irrevocable love for us. And there are people who receive spiritually but not sacramentally. And our Lord knows the state of their hearts. That's why every week I pray a prayer of spiritual communion after Mass to unite our hearts to Him. 
which doesn't just apply to those in a second marriage, but it also applies to those who maybe broke the communion fast that day. It applies to those who maybe are struggling with sin and haven't made it to confession yet. It applies to those who haven't yet attained the age of reason and haven't made their first communion. But it's also a reminder and a stirring of that need for conversion in our hearts. It is an amazing gift. Because the same Jesus who died on the cross and offered his body on the cross is offering us his body now in order to heal us. And as we experience that in a deeper way, we become empowered to offer our bodies. If you're a kid and your mom asks you to do your chores, you can say, this is my body given for you as you do your chores. Husbands and wives every day can say, this is my body which is given for you. Those of us in the priesthood can say, this is my body which is given for you. My body is not my own. My time is not my own. But because of everything that our Lord has done for me, I'm in a position, I have the disposition to give myself to others. And so today let us pray for that greater conversion in our hearts, that our hearts may truly be in conformity with the reality of that union with Christ that we experience as we receive him in Holy Communion. Let us pray for a deeper discernment about this person, Jesus, who enters into our lives. And we also pray for the conversion of those friends or family members who are away from the church, that our Lord may also reach down and touch them and move their hearts to respond to his mercy, to his love, that we may build up the body of Christ, which is the church, and truly be a light that shines in the darkness of our culture. 